Welcome to the Still Study Podcast here on the Still Study. I am your host, Jeremy Ritz, welcoming you to episode number 27 here as we prepare for the Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns this magical Sunday, Halloween, October 31st, 2021. The day where all the ghosts and goblins and ghouls and witches and vampires and zombies come back for a celebration. And hopefully it's a black and gold celebration and one in which the Steelers are rocking out with the win over the Cleveland Browns. I am so grateful that you've joined me here today. For episode number 27, it means the world to me. My gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study. Please continue to share my work with your family and friends. And I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. I also want to remind everybody that I do a podcast with Jim Wexel, who runs the site, The Steel City Insider. Jim is a wealth of Steelers knowledge and experience, having covered the team since 1995. We record every Tuesday at 5 a.m., and we publish our podcast, The Steelers Insider Podcast, between 6 and 6.15 a.m., so please check that out. But again, welcome. Here we go. Episode number 27, the biggest game for the Steelers thus far in the 2021 season against the Browns. This is going to have major ramifications for how this season plays out. And I know that I myself as a fan am excited, but also nervous at the same time. I've already given my prediction for this game. In an earlier study session, I have the Steelers winning on a last-second field goal, 23-20. to It's going to be a close game. And I'm going to get into more about my thoughts on this contest and thoughts on the season. But before I do that, all the trade talk we heard this week about Melvin Ingram. And is it any coincidence that both Eric Ebron, who somewhat came out and was disgruntled about not getting enough receptions or opportunities for receptions. He is not going to play. He is out. And Melvin Ingram on Saturday was ruled out as well. He's not going to play. Is there any coincidence there that neither of those players are suiting up on Sunday? I don't think so. And when I first heard the speculation that Ingram was going to be traded, I was skeptical. But now that he has been ruled out, and with Ebron ruled out, I think both of them are going to be moved. Probably following the contests in the NFL on Sunday. So I'll be paying close attention to that. I made mention on the study session, I can't see the Steelers getting anything higher than a fifth-round pick for either of those guys. Would be surprised if they did. 
Maybe the ceiling on a pick for Ingram would be a fourth rounder, but that would be Kevin Colbert would be a genius if he could pull that off. I think a fifth rounder, though, would be best case scenario, but more than likely probably a sixth. Or it could be a player. Now, if there's a way for them to land a burner of a receiver, somebody who can take the top off of the defense, maybe a mid-tier guy, somebody who's unproven, then I would go ahead and make that trade because that is an element that is missing from this team. They don't have that speed at the wide receiver position. I did see that there is speculation that Sean Jackson wants out of Los Angeles that he is going to be traded. And you know what? Taking a one-year flyer on him, I would give that a shot. He still has the ability to stretch the field. He's a veteran receiver for one year. Why not? So we will monitor that here at the study. And we'll see how it plays out. But again, I've already given my prediction on the game on Sunday. I do have the Steelers coming out with a close win. But this is going to be a tough contest. There's no doubt about it. Cleveland has a strong offensive line. They have a strong rushing attack. Nick Chubb is proven in the NFL. He owned the Steelers last year in the postseason. That was an embarrassment. And with the way the Steelers have been gashed so far this year in the running game, we'd be foolish not to be concerned about Cleveland this Sunday. The Steelers have to be prepared for this rushing attack. They're going to need outstanding games from not just Cameron Hayward, but Chris Wormley's going to have to step up. Isaiah Bugs is going to have to step up. Henry Mondo, Isaiah Loudermilk, all their depth. They're going to have to grab another gear this weekend and show out. This is not a time for inexperience to rule the day. This is a time where these players need to elevate and show the potential and the reason why the Steelers drafted them. They're going to have to play their best game of the season to slow this down. And the reason why I start with that defensive line is because they need to keep those inside backers free so that they can play the run effectively. If Devin Bush and Joe Schobert are consistently getting blocked and being reached at the second level, it's going to be very difficult for the Steelers to slow down this rushing attack. So we need to see an outstanding performance from the D-line. We need to see the inside backers being keen on their reads, blowing plays up in the backfield. Devin Bush, we need to see him flash his speed and utilize that speed and be disruptive in the backfield. We've got to see it. 
if Cleveland can run the ball, this game could get ugly very quickly. And, oh yeah, they also have a decent passing game. Jarvis Landry. Odell Beckham is supposed to be back this weekend. They have some decent tight ends. And again, with a quality offensive line, if the Steelers are not able to get to Baker Mayfield, who it has been confirmed he will start, then the Steelers' defense will be stressed even more. But it's got to start with shutting down that rushing attack. That's number one. This is going to be a difficult game. Those games that the Browns have lost have been because of turnovers. And if they're not turning over the football, if the Steelers can't generate turnovers, it's going to be difficult for them to win this contest. They have quality players. They have talent on both sides of the football, offense and defense. And the Steelers will have to play their best game of the season to score the victory. Can they do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've seen this team play with perhaps the best team in the league in the Buffalo Bills, and they won. Now, they didn't have a great offensive output. The defense played phenomenally. They are going to need a performance like that on the defensive side of the football. On offense, they're going to have to play their best game of the season. No doubt. They have to play their best game of the year. Across the board, it's got to be all units working together. Offense, defense, special teams. They're going to need a turnover if they want to get this win. We've got to see some guys step up this week. We've got to see... Najee Harris take his game to another level. And what we saw a lot in the preseason was even after contact, he was pushing the pile forward and generating a lot of yards after contact. We need to see a little bit more there. But we also need to see more from this offensive line in terms of push and creating space for him to run the ball. So we need to see improvements there. You're going to see Pat Freyermuth, Zach Gentry, and Kevin Raider is going to be called up. So you're going to have a better trio of blocking tight ends than you had with Eric Ebron. So that may contribute in the running game. And here's the other piece. With Ebron out, all those targets are going to go to Freyermuth. And if ever there was a time for Freyermuth to step up and become a weapon in this offense, Sunday is it. So he's a player to keep your eye on. And Big Ben's just got to play within the system. He can't be zinging the ball 30 to 40 times. If that happens, the odds are not going to be in the Steelers' favor. But he does have to try and push the ball down the field to keep that defense honest. 
And he's got to attack the middle of the field, the deep middle of the field. Whatever that hesitation has been to go there, he has to go after it. I mean, at this point, defenses know just statistically that they don't even need to cover that area of the field because he doesn't throw it there. And if they're not defending it because they haven't seen it, why not try and attack it this game? Cornerback Denzel Ward is going to be out. So there may be some opportunities there in the passing game. But the Steelers need to try and push the ball down the field. Anthony McFarlane will probably be back. How does that play into the offense? Can he utilize his speed to maybe break off a game-changing play? We're going to be watching him closely. What happens with Zach Banner? It looks like Banner's healthy enough to finally dress. Does he get the start at right tackle? Does that push a core forward to left tackle? We don't know yet. But we need to monitor that to see how it plays out. Defensively, the guys who have been quiet so far this year, Minka Fitzpatrick, he is due. He's overdue. There's a late fee. There's a late charge on Minka Fitzpatrick right now. It's time for him to deliver a big play. Joe Hayden's due for a big play. Those inside linebackers are due for a big play. Can we maybe see one of these younger guys on that defense? Maybe we see Trey Norwood, whose game has been elevating in recent weeks. Maybe we see him step up, pull out a big interception, force a fumble. Maybe we see James Pierre have a big day. One of these guys on defense has to step up and emerge this weekend. And if you could put all those things together and keep it close and then put the ball on the foot of your probably your most consistent player, your field goal kicker, Chris Boswell, then you've got a chance to win this game. So can this offense and defense do enough to where they possess the ball late in this contest? They put it on Boswell's toe and he could push this team to four and three. The litmus test the early indicator will be how well they're defending the run. It's going to be as simple as this. If they can't stop the run, this game is done. If they can stop the run, they have a chance. And the reason why this is such a big game, because if they win it, their next two contests are both at home. They're both against teams with Lots of deficiencies. One with a rookie quarterback in Chicago. One with a team in disarray that has just been playing putridly this season. That's the Detroit Lions. But then the team sets itself up to go 
six and three before they start the most challenging part of their schedule. And then they have eight games to go. And then at that point, if they can win at least four of those final eight, that will put them at 10 and seven. And that should be good enough for a wild card berth. And again, as I've talked about, the identity of this team, this Pittsburgh Steelers team 2021, it's that ugly, gritty, sloppy brand of football that hopefully can hang around enough and squeak out a win. That's this team. That's who it is. They don't quit. They're going to play hard for their coach. Again, I don't see them finishing any worse than 9-8, and eight, but do they have enough to squeeze that 10th win? And I think this game against Cleveland is going to determine all of that. If the Steelers don't win, they're going to drop the 3-4. and four. I still believe they will beat the Bears, they'll beat the Lions, they would go to 5-4 and four at that point. But then, instead of only needing four victories over those last eight contests, they're going to need five. And that's going to be difficult to do with the schedule that includes Baltimore twice. It includes Cincinnati one more time, Cleveland one more time, Kansas City, Tennessee, Minnesota. It's a brutal schedule. Not that they can't do it, but the easiest path, I can't even say easiest, easiest because it's going to be difficult regardless, but the path most conducive to them earning a postseason berth is by them getting the win this Sunday in Cleveland. And in terms of Baker Mayfield playing, I think that's to the benefit of the Steelers because regardless of how healthy he feels, regardless of his competitive nature, he's not going to be 100%. He's going to be limited in what he can do. All the more reason they're going to rely on that rushing attack. All the more reason why they have to prioritize stopping it. But if the Steelers can generate pressure on Mayfield and hit him, he's going to be uncomfortable and he may not finish that game. So I think that plays into the Steelers' favor. Again, this game will come down to Nick Chubb, that offensive line, and the Steelers' defensive line and the inside backers. Who will be the better unit tomorrow? Will it be trick or will it be treat for the Steelers on Halloween in Cleveland? It's going to be a doozy, ladies and gentlemen, and it's going to be exciting. 
To close out the show today, I'm going to do a little exercise called Over Under in terms of what to expect for this Brown Steelers contest. We're going to start with the Steelers offensive side of the ball. Ben Roethlisberger over under 300 yards passing. Under. If Ben's over 300 yards, that means something went horribly wrong in terms of the running game. That means that he had to pass because they were playing from behind. And I'm predicting that the running game is effective, not out of this world, but Roethlisberger under 300 yards. Najee Harris over under 100 yards rushing. Under. This is a stout Browns defense. While I believe Harris will be effective, I don't see him going beyond 80 yards. Over under 100 yards receiving for Harris. Under, but close. I think Harris has a big catch and run play on Sunday that might be at a critical juncture in the game. He'll be under, but he'll be close. Let's say he comes in around six catches for 90 yards. Over, under, 100 yards rushing as a team. Over. I think Anthony McFarlane will make some contributions in this game. And the Steelers should come in around 120, 125 yards. Pat Freyermuth, over, under, 50 yards. Over. I think Pat has a big game with Ebron out. He is now the focal point tight end. Now is the time to attack the deep middle of the field with Freyermuth. He'll be over 50 yards. Over, under, 100 yards receiving Deontay Johnson. Over. I think Deontay, not by much, but gets over 100. He's the team's best receiver. Over, under, 100 yards, Chase Claypool. Under. I think Claypool will have a more consistent, steady game, but I don't think he gets over 100. Over, under, 100 yards, James Washington. Can James Washington just get more snaps than Ray Ray McLeod, please? Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Over, under, one sack, T.J. Watt. This is a good Browns offensive line. But I think T.J. will get home once. So he, he'll he get at least one, but he doesn't go over. So equal. Alex Highsmith, over, under, one sack. Again, quality offensive line. I say Highsmith gets another equal. Steelers secondary. Over, under, one interception. 
they're going to get one Sunday. Minka Fitzpatrick comes up with the big pick. And James Pierre, write it down. He comes up with another interception as well. I think Pierre has a big game against the Browns. All right, let's talk Cleveland. Baker Mayfield over under 300 yards. Under. I think Baker is going to be limited, and even if he gets knocked out of the game in case Keenum comes in, he's more of an efficient dink and dunker. Maybe slightly over 200 yards. That Cleveland running game, over under 100 yards rushing. Over. I think they'll come in around 150 yards, spread out over four quarters. Pittsburgh won't shut it completely down. They'll slow it. They'll do just enough to keep it in check. They'll still get their yards. Brown's defense. Over, under, three sacks. Miles Garrett to Davion Clowney. It's going to be a tall task for the Steelers' offensive line in protecting Ben. That's why they've got to run the football. Ah. I think they're going to get home. I think they're going to get home against the Steelers here. I hate to say over because that you're talking four sacks. That's a lot. I'm going to say under. I'm not supremely confident in this, but I do feel there's an opportunity like they had against the Broncos where a core four shut down Vaughn Miller. I'm going to say they're going to be under. I think Roethlisberger is going to take a shot from Garrett or Clowney in this game. But I think the Steelers' offensive line holds up, holds them to two sacks. Over, under, one interception for the Cleveland secondary. Based on the way Ben's been playing so far this year, he's been good for at least a turnover a game. Equal. I think Ben turns the ball over at least one time in the air. So there you have it. Little fun game of over under Cleveland Browns round one edition. Again, this is going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be close. The running game is what's going to be critical for the Steelers to keep in check. If they can do that, they have every opportunity to win. Man, excited for Brown Steelers round one. One o'clock. Let's do this thing. Like I said, they can get this win here. Go to four and three with your next two contests against the Bears and Lions. Your Lions, you're in good shape. This game is super meaningful. They've got to be able to capitalize. If they can go into Cleveland and get a big upset like they did in Buffalo, they've got to be feeling pretty good about themselves heading into the back part of their schedule. And with that, dearest Steel Studians, that is the conclusion of episode number 27 of the Steel Study Podcast. And I am grateful that you took some time to spend with me here today. Love you guys. You're the best. I appreciate you sharing my work. 
with your family and friends, spreading the message of the still study, reading my articles, listening to the study sessions, listening to the still study podcast. It does mean the world to me. So my gratitude and thanks to you. You know, I would love to connect with you. So please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. You could reach me. I do a Saturday Steelers mailbag on the study, study session. If you send me your question or feedback, comments, I will include them on the show. Many thanks to those of you who have been sending those. Keep them coming. You can also follow me on Twitter at Still Study to drop me a line there as well. I also want to give a plug for the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel called the Steelers Insider Podcast that is on Jim's site, the Still City Insider. We record every Tuesday at 5 a.m. We publish between 6 and 6.15 a.m. Jim is a wealth of knowledge of the Pittsburgh Steelers, having covered the team since 1995. You want to check that out. It's great work. Jim's the best. And we will have full Cleveland Browns coverage this coming Tuesday. So be sure to check that out. And with that, studying, that's it. This is a big game. But please take the time to enjoy it and just enjoy the fact and appreciate and be grateful for the fact that we get to watch Pittsburgh Steelers football. Remind yourselves that this may be it for Roethlisberger. You might be watching his last hurrah. Keep that in mind. Because once he's gone, man, he ain't never coming back. And who knows, we might be entering a purgatory of sorts in terms of Steelers QBs. So here's the Ben. I hope he has a big day in Cleveland. And let's hope the Pittsburgh Steelers get the win. And again, thank you for being a supporter. Love you guys. Have a great Steelers game day, great Sunday. And I'll see you back here next week on the Steel Study Podcast. Peace.